رمضان نايتس on البيان راديو بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم dear brothers and sisters and welcome to Ramadan Nights I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman on this 21st night of Ramadan 1443 after the blessed hijrah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I'm very pleased to be joined by my dear brother dear Sheikh Khalid Muhammad assalamu alaykum as always, it's always good to have you with us in live in the studio. So alhamdulillah, yeah, the 21st night, subhanallah. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much in the last 10 days, alhamdulillah. That's tonight it. could possibly be Laylatul Qadr, as we know. Uh, everybody's going into i'tikaf. That's it. Uh, they've entered, subhanallah. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to accept from them uh, and to accept from um, all of us and to allow us to reach Laylatul Qadr whenever that may be. I mean, and as we know, as as the Prophet Sallallahu when he was asked by Aisha, if I catch this night, what should I say? And she said, Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna. Subhanallah. Wallah, what a beautiful dua. And and really, it's a dua we should all be making. And inshallah ta'ala, I remind the brothers and sisters to, uh, or the brothers specifically here, especially those who are, should be up at night, really. Um, as we know, this is the night that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi wa Alihi Wasallam would spend all night in reality, worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal with many different types of um, worships and subhanallah to the extent Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha she says that I did not see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recite the Quran in one night entirely nor fast the whole month or a whole month nor spend the whole night until Fajr yani in prayer and the likes except um, uh, uh, in this month in, in Ramadan and in these last 10 nights and that's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Aisha says about him that الأواخر, if the last 10 nights entered yani the last 10 nights of Ramadan Ahya Laylah that he would you know awaken or give life to the night yani he would stay up all night and this is why some of the ulama they said it is not a sunnah to pray all night except in in these pretty much last 10 days and in Ramadan and then he says ahla, and this is a big reminder to all the brothers you know wake up your families do what you can yani even if it's your wives are getting up for 5 10 minutes 15 minutes at least wake them up to do something of of worship and uh, subhanallah jadda the hadith says you know he just got a lot more serious and he, he pretty much tightened that waist belt uh, um, and subhanallah Allah, it's a kind of metaphor to really just push as hard as he could. And this is, you know, I remember Sheikh listening to one of the podcasts uh, maybe two years ago with uh, Sheikh Khalid and Sheikh Jalal, Hafizahumullah, and, and they mentioned the example of the Salaf about the racehorse. You know, towards the end of the race, it starts to really push harder. And this is what how we should all look at it. This, these are the last days. These are days we may never see it again. So we should really push as hard as we can now. And in general, the older someone gets, gets the closer he comes to death, as we know. And the more he should really just push. Barakallah feek, dear Sheikh, for that advice. Uh, I'd like to welcome all our viewers and listeners uh, watching on YouTube and Facebook, ASWJ Australia page. Please share away. And also I'd like to remind our listeners that uh, from Friday the 22nd, tomorrow, um, 22nd of April in Sydney, Albayan Radio will be on 107.9 FM, um, so please spread the word. So we'll be on 107.9 FM in Sydney, where you can listen in your car, in your FM radios, wherever you may be in Sydney. And for those around the world, they can download the Albayan Radio app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Now, dear Sheikh, this is the etiquettes of visiting part number four. 
part number four, inshallah ta'ala. I don't know if it's going to be the last part. I think it should, but we can inshallah maybe stretch it out another one. <laughs> Why not? We'll see how we go, inshallah. And just before we start, I did want to mention one last point regarding these last 10, and that's something that comes up every year. And alhamdulillah, uh, we need the reminder, and we do all, inshallah ta'ala, remind everybody at this time, this this very precious and blessed time, as we all know, the last 10 nights, um, which is regarding our sisters. Our sisters, subhanallah, especially those because it's a general question that comes up almost every year. You know, what can they do if they have their, their monthly cycles pretty much and they're, 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 it's their time of month. And we remind the sisters that, you know, this is something natural. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon the slaves. It doesn't make anyone, if you'd like to say, um, uh, uh, less of a Muslim because this happens. At the end of the day, it's not limited to praying. These last 10 nights is not limited to praying. Yes, for those who are able to pray, of course, praying is a great um, act of worship, especially in these last 10 nights. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He did say Man qama laylatal qadr Imanan wa ahtisaban Ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambih That whomsoever stands يعني, In prayer uh, The night of decree The night of power Of honor Veneration Whatever you'd like to translate it as Laylatul qadr That his past sins will be forgiven But for those who cannot pray For whatever reason And of course I'm specifically mentioning Those sisters here That um, are on their monthly cycles And it is that time There's many other acts of worship That you can do From reading Quran From uh, dua which is uh, one of the greatest acts of worship as we all know dhikr and and the likes so i thought i'll just mention that just as a reminder to our sister sheikh excellent uh, you know because yeah, it, it is something that always comes up and and as we say you know a sister shouldn't feel bad if if the, the monthly cycle does end up on these days you know at the end of the day this is something natural we say qadr allahu ma sha'a fa'al you know this is the decree of allah azza wa jal and as i said there is so many acts of worship that that you can do it's not limited only to i'm praying so sheikh we'll get into inshallah the etiquettes now uh, the next etiquette uh, is to stay away from that which doesn't concern you. And subhanAllah, there is a fair bit we can say here. And it's summarized. Of course, we know the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as he says, jawami al kalim." I was given, you know, concise speech pretty much. And the ulama, they say such little words with great meanings. And I'm sure we already all know that. Uh, subhanAllah. How sometimes the Prophet وسلم, he would say just you know three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten words, and ulama after that would write <laughs> volumes Books, about it, yeah. <laughs> volumes. So here he says, min husni Islam that from the perfection of one's Islam is to leave off that which does not concern him. Yani pretty much don't indulge yourself in that which has nothing to do with you. Keep your nose out of people's businesses, and when you go over people's houses. Uh, this hadith, of course, applies. And Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, in his uh, book, Madarij al-Salikin, Stations of the Seekers, he actually speaks about this in, in, in detail, subhanAllah. And he he mentions that this actually includes this narration. It includes leaving off that which doesn't concern one of speaking. And you don't speak about that which doesn't concern you. When you're over someone's house, and we're going to get to this about pretty much uh, if there's sins and pretty much to keep an Islamic gathering uh, an assembly and the likes but when you're at someone's house don't speak about that which doesn't concern you whether that's about other people you know it's got nothing to do with you this guy got married Sheikh. he got married she got married why'd she marry him he's got more money I don't know what <laughs> this happens in some gatherings and it definitely has nothing to do with these individuals and also but which I wanted to mention here is just keep in mind brothers and sisters and it's a very delicate kind of a thin line here which it's pretty easy to cross and that is when you go into, into people's house if you see for example let's just say a couch and it's a bit worn out 
You know, don't say, oh, but why don't you get a new one? Maybe they're not able to. I, that, that's the part I wanted to mention, which some scholars uh, did talk about, actually. You know, maybe this person, the host, is not able to afford better couches. Maybe this couch means something to him, whatever the case may be. Well, why didn't you get this? You should have got that. This is this, this is that. At the end of the day, just stay away from that. Especially which now, the sheikh, concern. all the sisters now are, you know, specialist uh, interior designers. Interior designers. <laughs> Interior design, definitely. Yeah, subhanAllah. Yani. So it's very, very important, wallahi, that pretty much, yani, as I said, we don't concern ourselves with that which doesn't concern us. And it's not just don't speak about other people and that's it. There's so many more things. Uh, that's what I mean by Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah. He says uh, it includes not speaking about that which doesn't concern you, not looking at that which doesn't concern you. Even that falls into the hadith, he says, rahimahullah, that for example, if you're at someone's house, as we've mentioned so many times now, we won't go into detail with this, but don't sit there looking into every room. Wallah, you see a jar, for example, you want to go, what's in that? You look inside and you're looking here and you're looking there. You open the fridge and without asking, subhanAllah, we need to be very careful. And the sheikh, he actually moves on to say, don't walk towards that which doesn't concern you. Of haram and the likes, or even if you see two people secretly or privately having a discussion, you go and you want to bury and you know, one, two, three, and, and so many other, subhanAllah, examples the sheikh, he gives, he even says, even grabbing that which doesn't concern you. You know, if something's not yours, well, like you see, let's say a key hung up and you, you want to grab it to say, oh, what's this? What's that? What, which room does this open? Which car is this for? At the end of the day, it's not yours. And if it has nothing to do with you, stay out of it. So that's the point, Sheikh, about um, uh, uh, pretty much staying away from that which doesn't concern you. And the next point, which is subhanAllah so important, don't spy. And included mm -hmm. in that is don't eavesdrop. Don't eavesdrop a form of spying where you listen into the people's conversations, the host's conversations with his wife, for example, without them wanting you to listen. And this is a very serious issue, actually, or, or, or problem where if someone was to fall into it, it's actually a major sin. Wallah, it's very scary. You know, brothers and sisters, we can even mention it more generally and say that, let's just say there's a teenage boy on the phone in his room. And then you get, I don't know, Sheikh, if you had this, but I remember it happened a few times with me where the mother would sit there listening on the door. <laughs> the mother sits on the door listening to see what's going on, what's the conversation. This is actually not permitted, subhanAllah. Or even a husband listening in on his wife's conversations and she doesn't know about it. Or vice versa, where the wife wants to see who's he talking to, <laughs> who's he laughing with on the phone and things like that. Like this and wallahi this can open a great door to shaitan that allah azza wa jal he says Wala tajassasu, and don't spy and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions wallahi a very very serious narration which even some ulama because of this mentioned even if for example someone's at uni at uni it's better to even ask the lecturer can i record to this extent yani about recording people without their their knowledge yes. which Definitely happens a lot today, subhanAllah. Um, and, you know, so many ulama have spoken a lot about this to the extent uh, I, I forgot which sheikh, subhanAllah, he was asked about, sheikh, if I get a phone call and I have people around me, am I allowed to put the phone on speaker? To that extent, sheikh, subhanAllah, yani, and the sheikh advised, he said, it's safer for your religion not to, unless you tell the person you're on speaker. Especially in the, these car systems now, if you like, sometimes if you're walking in the street and you hear... <laughs> 
someone who's got his speaker on too loud you hear <laughs> every, every single, single word thing, subhanallah wallahi yani and and yeah like i said imagine that person that was calling you mentioned something about his family or mentioned something about himself privately and and things like this so look what the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he says wa man istama'a ila hadith qawmin wa hum lahu karihun and whomsoever listens to the speech of a people in yani them speaking whilst they dislike that whilst they hate that they don't want that subba fi udhunayhi al-anuk yawm al-qiyam that molten lead will be poured into his ears yeah. on the day of resurrection you know subhanal khaliq yani what a punishment what a punishment showing us as well that it's a major sin to do this and we can speak so much about this but to relate it to what we're speaking about sheikh of the etiquettes of visiting let's just say the brother that invited you was to go inside and you hear him and his wife talking quietly don't wallah you know uh, yeah. uh, you know put your ear out and what's going on there and i don't know yani but i know some animals they're able to move their ears and i've seen actually some people do it as well <laughs> where they're able to move their ears to like he further or something the point is don't, don't try to do that and start listening in or or if they got the door closed you go to the door and you start putting your ear there you know don't be from these people the hadith says whoever listens to the speech to the discussion of a people whilst they dislike that molten lead will be poured into their ears on the day of um resurrection which is definitely subhanallah a uh, 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 a great punishment which i'm sure nobody uh, uh, wants subhanallah and as i said this really stretches out to a lot more brothers and sisters yani when it comes to your wives when it comes to your husbands don't spy and don't eavesdrop uh, and even when it comes to the phone sheikh i'm sure subhanallah you've been probably questioned about this a few times about allahu alam yani when a husband is just too suspicious or a wife is too suspicious so maybe when their husband goes into the toilet or when she goes into the toilet they grab the phones and they <laughs> start oh. you know going through the conversations maybe snapchat and the likes wallah it's a big problem because you're definitely going to see something you weren't meant to see it's a private matter it's a private 100%. phone so it is not permissible to do that some ulama gave you know rare exceptions when it could be but the general ruling is that that is spying brothers and sisters and you're not allowed to do that and i even more emphatically emphasize the point brothers and sisters about snapchat because as you know sheikh subhanallah um what do they call them i don't know bitmojis or mm. the the, the bitmojis the things where it's like the create a character thing or create yourself i don't know what it is whatever it's called subhanallah some ulama actually prohibited that and counted that as picture making but the point i'm trying to make here subhanallah is that when if or if brothers were to go through that app or sisters were on snapchat in front of their husbands a lot of the sisters they have the those bitmojis of themselves pretty much a replica a 3d whatever it's called mm. image replica and they got no scarf on and things like this which is completely not correct to do and not right to do so i emphasize that more than anything as well so just be careful brothers and sisters uh, uh, regarding this not to spy not to emphasize or sorry not to spy not to eavesdrop and even subhanallah when it comes to uh, 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 being just suspicious of the partner sheikh you know a lot of brothers and sisters these days are just too suspicious overly suspicious where they start to doubt uh, their partner and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says iyyakum wadhan beware of suspicion and subhanallah yani how important is that narration in our day and age because once you start to suspect you start to get a bit iffy you open the doors to shaitan and then wallahi it can be a door which is just completely or if not impossible to close and it will lead to a lot of evils it will lead to a lot of evils May allah protect us and this is something with all these modern day devices has become easier to do you know recording devices camera devices people have become you know professional uh 
information or, yeah. <laughs> information gatherers investigators private investigators may Allah protect us from such things moving on Sheikh to number three uh, yes today to sit where permission is granted which is also another important point you know brothers and sisters uh, I'll mention just the brother's example here but of course it relates also to the sisters that if a brother was to go over another brother's house they were invited and then for example just giving an example here the couch was facing the kitchen and you know the brother's wife's in the kitchen and she's cooking or whatever, she's standing there. Brothers, don't go and sit in the position where you're sitting there completely looking and facing his wife in the kitchen. You know, subhanAllah, it's very important that when we go, we do actually seek permission. Where are we allowed to sit? And there's a narration regarding that, which is another point, which we can either count as point number four or five, or we can make them go uh, underneath this point and be like a subcategory. Yep. And that is one, to not sit in the place of the person's authority. To not sit in the place of authority of the individual that invited you in his house, for example, or anywhere else. And likewise, because it comes in the same hadith as we're about to see, to not lead the head of the house in prayer. So, uh, as I said, subhanAllah, regarding the sitting, well, you might, or there might be a seat in the house where it's facing a certain door or it's facing a certain room or it's facing somewhere particular or specific where the host doesn't want you to sit. And he doesn't want you to sit there. But because you already sat there, maybe he's a bit shy. So when you enter, brothers ask, where do you want me to sit? Or is it, is it okay for me to sit here? And things like this. Uh, uh, that's very important. And also, because of the hadith of the Prophet wasallam, and this is specifically about not sitting in a place of authority of the person, he says, man zara qawman that whomsoever. And this man... The ulama spoke a lot about this and they said it's min siyagil umum. Yani pretty much it's general, it includes anyone and everyone. Whoever visits a people, and we can say whoever visits a person, فَلَا يَأُمَّهُمْ Let him not be an imam over them. وَلْيَأُمَّهُمْ رَجُلٌ مِّنْهُمْ So if we're talking about now, say a group of people, a nation, a country, a, 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 an area, whatever it is, if you go and visit that country, the Prophet wasallam said, if you go and visit that people, then don't be an imam over them. You, you don't be imam over them. And he said, let one of them be the imam. And he says, لَا that one of you or a man is not or should not be an imam over the other man in his place of authority. In our day and age, what does that mean, brothers? If you go over someone's house, then he has more right than you to be the imam. You know, he has more right than you to be the imam. And then he says, And he should not sit on his pretty much, if you'd like to say, his chair. His, his chair, his king chair, if you'd like to say, except with his permission. You know, firstly, we'll talk about the um, uh, being the imam. Some brothers, when you go over their house, they tell you, but you're more worthy than me, or you're more knowledgeable than me, or you've learned more Quran than me. Well, that might be the case that the, the guest might know more Quran than the host, uh, and he might be more knowledgeable than the host. But the one that is most worthy of leading is the person uh, uh, whose house it is. It's his authority or place of authority. So he has the most right. He has the most right, even though someone might be more knowledgeable than him and the likes. But if he gives permission, then it's permissible. Some ulama even said that even if he gives permission, it's better for the guest not to lead because it's the hosts. But the point is that it is permissible for the guest here to, uh, uh, to lead if he is given permission. Not wallah, someone walks in, let's just say he's even a scholar. 
and then the host, the person that invited him is a layman, uh, uh, just a general, you know. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, يعني, how do we say it, Sheikh? Just a general person. He doesn't really even study, maybe. Uh, he doesn't, or the Sheikh, the scholar doesn't say, I'm the Sheikh, I'm just going to go lead and put himself forward. No, because this individual should understand the hadith of the Prophet wasallam, and that is the host, pretty much, the person who is authority over the place, has the most right to lead. And this also includes Shaykh subhanAllah, as, as inshallah we all know, if you go as a visitor, say, to another country, and you visit a mosque, and you're the visitor, and that's why we see, and we've seen many mashayikh and ulama from overseas, when they came to our masajid, to Australia, they don't lead. And someone might think, why aren't they leading? Because some of the ulama said, if you go and visit a masjid or the likes, then it is better for you not to lead, even if they give you permission. Even if they give you permission. But for our kind of topic, to summarize that whole point, is that if you go over someone's house, then they have the most right to lead unless they give you permission. And secondly, don't sit in his king chair. Don't sit in his king chair. You know, a lot of the Arabs I've seen, they have a chair, sometimes in the corner. It's a single chair. It doesn't fit anyone else, not a two or three seat sheikh. And they go, this visitor might go and sit in that chair. It is not correct to do that because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam pretty much uh, warned us against that. I don't know, Sheikh, did, did, does your family have one of those? Yes, yeah, so my father is sitting pretty much the same chair yeah, growing up. We all knew that and the visitors knew that. Yeah, that's <laughs> not only a few people we visited yeah. growing up. Same thing. Similarly, my father, subhanAllah, it doesn't matter who is on that chair, they're going to get up. Whoever, if it's my mother, if it's me, if it's my brother, my sister, it doesn't matter. Khalas, it's my dad's chair, that's it. It's known. SubhanAllah. Even if he's not on the chair, Sheikh, and like, let's just say he wasn't even home and someone was sitting and he came into the house and someone was already sitting in that chair. Like you said, Sheikh, it's known. Get up. <laughs> Some of the times they're, they're molded into it. Like if it's, they've had the chair for a while, it's, 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 His it's figure. Their, fi their figure. Subhanallah. Yeah, subhanallah. So this is counted like a king chair. And even if you'd like to say just his, his preferred seating position. Even if it's not like a king chair, but it's known or this individual likes a certain spot on the chair, the two-seater, the three-seater, facing a certain direction, whatever it is, he has more right to sit there because he's the host. So you as a guest should seek permission on where to sit and you should not sit in his place of authority. Excellent. Yeah. The next one, Sheikh, is not to be a burden on the host. And we've mentioned this uh, briefly uh, in the past, but I want to kind of address this from a different perspective. Now we know, and Wallahi, we can speak a lot about this, subhanAllah, we know that uh, uh, when you visit someone, brothers and sisters, naturally from the etiquettes of the host, which might need a separate series, Sheikh, maybe a two or three part series in the near future, inshallah, from the etiquettes of the host is that he's going to put something for you, whether it's food, drink, snacks, whatever the case uh, may be. You as a guest, don't burden that host. Take their situation, their circumstances into consideration. Now let's see a hadith that beautifully uh, portrays that. So Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went out of his house one day or one night and he found Abu Bakr and Umar. And Sheikh, I'm pretty sure we all know this, this part of the hadith, the start of it, where pretty much the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, what has brought you out of your houses to Abu Bakr and Umar? And Abu Bakr replied radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Umar, they said, Ya Rasulallah, hunger is what brought us out. Subhanallah, يعني, they were so hungry. And as we know, some of the companions, even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, months would go by and the fireplace would not be lit. 
يعني food would not be there, drink would not be there. So subhanallah, we, re- we read these ahadith, brothers and sisters, and we remember always to say alhamdulillah. Wallahi alhamdulillah for what we have, as Allah azza wa jal, he says, wala in shakartum la azidannakum. And if you give thanks, I'm surely going to increase you. And look how Allah azza wa jal, uh, uh, the ulama here, they say, hadful muta'allaq yadullu ala al-umum. Allah does not mention what he's going to increase you in. Subhanallah, Shaykh, how beautiful this point is that some of the Mufassirun and Ulama have touched up on this. And they said, Allah did not say what He's going to increase you in. He just said, If you give thanks, I'm going to increase you. Like the verse of Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah Al Isra, Indeed, this Quran it guides to that which is more upright. And here Allah does not say what it guides to, meaning what it guides to and what it, it yani Allah says it guides to that which is more upright. But more upright in what? He doesn't mention anything specifically. So it's like the hadith that all of the deeds of the son of Adam are his, yani for him, except for the fast, it is for me and I will reward him. Does Allah mention what he's going to reward you with? No. So it, it, it leads or it indicates something great. So likewise, when Allah says, Wala in shakartum la If you give thanks, or and if you give thanks, I will increase you. No, my brothers and sisters, that it is in everything. He'll increase you in everything and anything, and never ever despair of the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. So here, subhanAllah, they said, Hunger, Ya Rasulullah. Hunger is what brought us out. So there the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, By the one in whose hand my soul is, what has brought you out, you too, has also brought me out. Yani me too. Hunger also brought me out. So they went to a, a companion's a house from the Ansar and he wasn't at home. And this is also from the etiquette, brothers and sisters. If the man is not at home, brothers, if you're visiting, don't enter. Don't enter. And if you are going to enter, of course, make sure and ensure that the wife has given permission and there's no khalwa. There's no being alone uh, with each other, with the opposite gender, as of course we all know. The point here, Hadith mentions he wasn't at home. And when the companion from the Ansar, the Ansari's wife saw them, she said, you're most welcome, marhaban, which is a greeting as we all know. And then Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he didn't just go in. He said, where is your husband? He asked about uh, the man. So where is so-and-so? She said he's gone to get some fresh water for us. Also indicating brothers and sisters, Wallahi, yani, contemplate upon this narration. There's so many derivatives we can derive, gems, Wallahi. Look how the companions or the Salaf in general, those of old days, they used to have to go out just to get fresh water. Just to get fresh water. And us, well, I don't know, Sheikh, do you have a filter? <laughs> but yeah. We just pretty much opened the tap, Alhamdulillah. And as we know overseas, brothers and sisters, they're not even able to drink the water that comes out of the taps. Wallahi, one of my teachers, subhanAllah, in Al-Kuwait, uh, uh, he told me he had to go to hospital because I think it was a liver or kidney, I forgot which one, infection, or because he was drinking the water from the tap. So Wallahi, we're, we're, we're blessed, brothers and sisters, in a way that we can't even imagine, subhanAllah. So here the companion, she said, the female, uh, the wife of the Ansari, and of course she was a companion, she said he went out to go get some fresh water uh, for us. So then the, when the Ansari man came and he saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the companions, he says, Alhamdulillah, ma ahadun al-yawma akrama adhyafan minni. That there is no one more honorable or no one has more honorable guests today than me. And this is something which the ulama, they say, they say that when your guests come over, you know, be, be happy, yani. 
show your happiness to them. Not like what we said, Sheikh, I think it was three lessons again. I, I go four lessons ago where some hosts, they frown and it's, it's like they're angry that you're there. And one, two, three, look at this companion. He saw them. He says, Alhamdulillah. He yells, he shouts, he raises his voice. All praise is due to Allah. Ma ahadun il that there is no one today akrama adhyafan minni. That there's no, yani no one has more honorable guests than me. Yani this is the happiness we should sh show when our guests come. And this is from belief as we know as well. So the point is now the host, he went and he brought to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. He brought them dates and the hadith mentions dry dates, fresh dates. Yani he said eat some. And then he took hold of his long knife to go and slaughter. And this is the shahid here. I won't make it too long. But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Iyaka wal haloob. You know, beware of the milch and the milch is pretty much an animal which is used for milking is used for milking so the point is here brothers and sisters don't overburden the host the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he didn't say well don't slaughter anything but he didn't overburden the host by saying yeah make sure you slaughter your best animal we want the best of the best no he said beware of the milk yani, the animal which you use for milk he said don't slaughter this one meaning for us because why we don't want to you know we don't want to eat that and then you got nothing to milk and your your milk supply finishes and runs out and we act as a burden no so pretty much slaughter something that we can eat, but that's not going to cause you to pretty much lose anything uh, or be a means of your loss of sustenance and provision. So that's the point of that. So when you do go over brothers and sisters, yani, it's always nice to throw in, you know, well, I don't put too much or whatever yani, comes to your mind. I'm sure we all know this, but pretty much don't overburden. When you go over your guest's house, don't overburden them. Oh, yeah, wallah, can you put me this and this and this and this? That that you you pretty much walked out and the guy's $500 <laughs> out of his pocket. You know what this as well shows us that the Prophet, ﷺ, him being the guest there, it shows us uh, how he, in all aspects of his life, he, he showed... The ayah which Allah says about him, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We have not sent you, uh, Muhammad, except as a mercy for all of mankind. So here, the Prophet ﷺ was being merciful and compassionate and caring and kind to his host. Always, always. And this is a universal rule in the seerah and the life of the Prophet ﷺ that he was a mercy to all those who came across him. Subhanallah, Shaykh. And that's a beautiful derivative as always, يعني, from these narrations. And as I said, Wallahi, if we were to sit here with these narrations all day, we would still be able to extract benefits. But that definitely is such an important point, brothers and sisters. يعني, be a mercy to the guest and don't be a punishment. <laughs> be a mercy to the guest and don't be a punishment. Whoever doesn't show mercy will not be shown mercy as a narration mentions. Subhanallah. So, Shaykh, the next one yes. is is to maintain the etiquettes of eating maintain the etiquettes of eating now once again there's also so much we can speak about this and the etiquettes of eating and how to eat and eating according to the sunnah because definitely there's many today that don't and may Allah forgive us all. We're probably most of us, if not all of us, are guilty uh, to some extent Especially of this. Ramadan. Yeah, definitely, Sheikh. You know, not we're not just talking brothers and sisters about the food that's thrown out, the food that's wasted. Uh, uh, some brothers and sisters may be eating, or specifically we'll talk about the brothers here because of the masajid, eating so much at Maghrib time that they don't even go pray Isha in the masjid or Taraweeh in the masjid. So the whole month, they might not even see a couple of days of Taraweeh. Why? Because they ate so much. And that's where the hadith uh, comes in, subhanAllah, that, that, that the son of Adam does not feel a vessel worse than his stomach. 
And this is something which we've spoken about before. Subhanallah, how the son of Adam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us, does not feel a vessel worse than his stomach. And then he says that it is enough. Adam It is enough. It is sufficient for the son of Adam. Just a few bites, a few morsels to eat. Subhanallah, enough to keep his back straight. And then the hadith comes, as we know, Sheikh, the part where everybody everybody knows this part, the one that we're about to say, but the first part, not many knew that one. And then the hadith says, but if you must, if there's no other way, pretty much, if you have to eat more, then he says, a third for your food, a third for your drink, and a third for your your breath, subhanAllah. So we're not just talking there about, as I said, يعني, throwing away food and that, and just not just consuming uh, 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 food either, um, but pretty much don't criticize the food. You know, unfortunately, يعني, even, of course, it's not going to be directly to the host, but you get some people maybe after they leave and they're talking to their partner, they say, oh, this wasn't nice or as, you know, they did this and it was ugly. You know, A'udhu Billah, some words which come out of some people's mouth, Sheikh, like, for example, A'udhu Billah, I'll mention this just to stay away from it. They'll say, for example, even an animal won't eat this or even a dog won't eat this. Wallahi, I, would, I, wouldn't yeah. feed my, I wouldn't feed my cat this. I wouldn't my feed dog my this, cat yeah. this, subhanAllah. <laughs> <laughs> Wallah, it's very sad that, that actually if we knew, like I said, you know, just the way the Salaf really lived and we knew what's happening to our brothers and sisters overseas. If you actually saw that no, no, no. firsthand, wallahi, brothers and sisters, these words are Muslim and a mu'min will not allow them to come out of his mouth. Yani to say that, for example, as we just mentioned, that I won't even feed my dog this or my cat this, wallah, it's very dangerous. So the point of this part is not to criticize the food. And even more generally, brothers and sisters, not just when you're at the person's house, not just when you're at the host's house, even when you're in your own house or wherever you are, a restaurant, takeaway shop, whatever it is, don't criticize the food. The hadith clearly mentions, subhanAllah, مَا عَابَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ طَعَامًا قَطُّ كَانَ إِذَا اشْتَهَ شَيْئًا أَكَلَهُ وَإِذَا كَرِيهَهُ تَرَكَهُ That the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم never criticized any food, ever, ever, subhanAllah, never. He never criticized any food. If he wanted it and desired it, he ate from it. And if he disliked it, he didn't want it, he would leave it, subhanAllah. And uh, Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he has in his book, Zad al-Ma'ad, Provisions of the Hereafter, Wallah, you know, uh, uh, he talks about these topics and the topic about eating in a fair bit of detail. And he mentions what he ate, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how he ate. And once again, he does mention also this, these narrations about how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not criticize any any food uh sheikh what do you think we'll leave it at that and finish it off with one more lesson inshallah inshallah but, but on that topic like today it's 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 a whole field online food critique and uh, yeah, a food, yeah, uh, critic and you know with this professionals yes. out there and that but we've like what i'm saying is that we're we're bringing this and like applying it on our houses when we visit others and giving ratings and that's yeah. a, wallahi, that's such an important point, Sheikh. You know, I didn't even think about that, and I'm sure many many didn't either. You're right, Sheikh. How many TV channels, uh, the, the, if you'd like to say, their main attractions might be uh, these, and and even things, if I recall correctly, like Master Chef and and other of these TV shows. Like we might not look at it, we might look at it as innocent, but well, what are they really doing? They're doing something completely against the Sunnah by constantly criticizing it's a huge field today, the yeah. food. And you, some, yeah, huge genre, I think they call it a huge. Uh, uh, I don't know, huge market. Yeah, that, that Allah There's a lot of shows, there's full-time channels and 
you know, obviously it's good to you know, learn how to cook and cook what you like and cook according to your custom and all that, but not everyone's going to like everything. Exactly, no, Sheikh. You know, exactly. And that's, subhanAllah, so, so important that even the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as we know, when the lizard was placed in front of him, and he didn't eat it, but he didn't criticize it either. And then, as we know, Khalid ibn Walid, uh, ta'ala anhu, he ate it. So exactly, not you're not always gonna like everything, but that doesn't mean you go and criticize it. And once again, brothers and sisters, you know, look at the brothers overseas, our brothers and sisters overseas. Wallahi, you might not like that, and you might not look at that as anything, and you might not appreciate that, or even think of it as anything. But wallahi, there are brothers and sisters overseas that would go through piles of rubbish upon rubbish upon rubbish. For that thing that you're looking down upon, subhanAllah. 100%. And many a times we, we don't really thank Allah for the blessings He has given us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, recapping what we took today in the etiquettes of visiting, uh, the first point we took today was stay away from that which does not concern you, or in other words, mind your own business when visiting. And that's general as well. Don't spy, don't eavesdrop, was point two. Three, uh, sit where permission is granted. And under this, we, we mentioned not to sit in the place of the person of authority or the king's chair, as we call it. And also, to not lead the head of the house in prayer. Point number four was not to be a burden on the host. And the last point was to maintain etiquettes of eating. And we mentioned specifically, avoid overeating and avoid criticizing food. I'd like to thank Sheikh Khalid for being with us tonight. And inshallah, he'll be with us again throughout the month of Ramadan. ta'ala. I'd like to thank all the those who listened and and. Uh, and watch tonight. Don't forget to tune in to Al Bayan Radio on 107.9 on 107.9 FM in Sydney for the rest of Ramadan and Eid. Barakallah fikum, dear brothers and sisters. And until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.